Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're really happy you're here. Today we have a guest speaker, Jim Gale. Jim has an amazing testimony that you won't want to miss. He brings humor, passion, and wisdom to each of his messages that are bound to touch everyone's heart. We hope you enjoy this message. That I might not sin against God. But then when you hear this guy, Andy, he blows you out of the water. He not only knows the word of God, but he knows Greek, he knows this, he knows that. And on top of that, he's blind. And I think, how does he put, so Jim, when you come up here, will you tell us how you do your study and, and how you do that? Because it's unbelievable when you hear him speak. How do you read and how do you study the way you do? Because it, you, it just pours out of him. But we are going to be blessed today. And I hope that you tell him how that you got blind. Can you tell him a little bit about that, Jim? Because it was amazing to me hearing his story yesterday. Um, but I want you to welcome today uh, Jim Gale, who's coming to bless us today. Can we do that? He is such a man of God, and I tell you, I am so grateful for him, and what a blessing he is, and us, us men, we got to enjoy him, and uh, next week, I'll be back on the trail. We've had a lot of speakers these last couple of weeks because women's retreat, and then now men's retreat, and then, of course, Jeremiah, so they're just kind of hit in that circle, but I will be back for the next eight weeks, at least, that I'm ready to be back, amen, and so praise the Lord, but uh, Jim is a, is a mighty man of God, and all I can say is get, your, get out your paper and your pencil or your pen, because he's going to rattle off script. And I mean to tell you, the way he just speaks the word, and it just comes out of him, it's amazing to me, and you'll understand what I'm talking about here in a moment. So, Pastor Jim. Bible said, don't be afraid of their faces, so I can't see you, so I ain't afraid of you. <laughs> I still remember in junior high school, uh, played in a rock band. And we're all on stage, and it was uh, for the grand grand prize or whatever they had. Anybody could compete. And the whole junior high school was there, and the curtain opened up, and there was all the kids from uh, seventh, eighth, and all the teachers. And I thought, well, there you go. And uh, give it the gusto. But the Lord is good. Hallelujah. And by the way, I'll throw this in. I said at last service about your giving. Abram was Abram first, but then he paid his tithes to Melchizedek, and the Lord added the ham to him. <laughs> so if you got problems with uh, no meat in your house, and people say, oh, Brother Gale, my ship never comes in. I say, tightwad, you never sent one out. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I've watched all these years. I'm at the Lord in 71. And you know who's blessed? The givers. My wife blesses me. Hallelujah. She said, honey, I'm making the checks out to this missionary bunch to this place and to that place. I'm blessed today. You cannot be a tightwad. Hallelujah. Be a giver. Not only, and that means every realm of your life, your time, your love, 
And if you've got children, tell them you love them. Tell them how special. My, my daughters are both in their 40s, and I talk to them on the phone, and I tell them how special they are. They're a treasure to me. My girls know what love is. I was a nightclub entertainer. That's how I played. All, I even played her the lucky soccer uh, soccer club. All right, S supper club. <laughs> hey man, you used to play at Skelzos and Spooner and down at uh, House of Truth and Rice Lake and where there was no truth, and uh, all over. Played in Minnesota. Traveled in. Then I joined road bands and traveled. Then I got into recording country music and rock and roll and. Had the privilege of recording in Hollywood, California at Lawrence Welk's place. Recorded three times in Nashville. Recorded with Anthony Berger, the great piano player for the Gaithers. We had a song nationwide. The Lord put me with all kinds of people. You know what for? To tell them about Jesus. That's it. I've been with both of Elvis Presley's lead guitar players, Scotty Moore. Hallelujah. James Burton. Always wanted to meet him. I was playing. I played for a guitar pick company and uh, on the side, and I was playing at the Nashville Convention Center, and this guy come up, and I felt him going and pushed on my shoulder. Hey, James, he said, you play really well. He said, this is James Burton. I used to watch him on Ozzy and Harriet's show. He played lead guitar for Ricky Nelson. Always wanted to meet him. The Lord put me together with him, and uh, we're down Shreveport, Louisiana at the James Burton Guitar Festival picking guitar and all that with the place I'm with. So no matter what happens to you in life, God can turn your scars to stars. Uh, I'll just quick throw this in a little bit. And uh, anyway, uh, I grew up down in Chippewa Falls. If, if you want to hear the whole story, it's out on Unshackled. Year 2013, I think it's August the 11th and whatever it is, the first half and then the other half. You can look it up. You can download it, I believe. And uh, 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 Pacific Garden Missions Unshackled has actors and actresses that are hired and they do the old radio shows and take your story and do that and whatever. But I grew up down at Chippewa Falls. I used to come up on old Highway 53, and my Uncle Sam, he was a prisoner of war by the Japanese on Corregidor, and we'd go up to Superior. And uh, so I knew this old Highway 53 out here pretty good. And uh, anyway, so I grew up out in the country, and uh, I love sports, and I even love to go hunting. What do you think of that? And I still remember in algebra class, Elsie Allman, our teacher, said, nobody's going deer hunting unless you get your grade average up to B. <laughs> I thought, oh, no. So thought it's time to put her in gear, and I pushed her up in gear out of neutral, my brain, and got a B average. And then when I got done deer hunting, I, I put her back in neutral. And I'd get so bored looking up at that clock. There was a clock up there and that second hand going around. Oh, because I love music. I played out my first 21-year-old nightclub when I was 14. And uh, anyway, we grew up in the country and I used to milk cows. And by the way, Moscow is not in Russia. 
it's out in the barn next to Pa's cow. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I preached in Moscow, uh, uh, no, Potlatch, Idaho. And Moscow was down the road. It was a college town. I told them people, I said, you guys think you know where Moscow is? Oh, they knew. But then when I told them where it was, they didn't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But anyway, I just got to hurry up. And, and, and so uh, I was on the, uh, I love sports, and so I made it, I played for uh, the varsity football team at Chippewa Falls High School, and then I got into wrestling, and the real me is under this. Hello. <laughs> it, it, it pushes out where it pushes in, and you get too much meat on the hoof and all kinds of stuff. Hello. I patted with this one guy in my church, so I pastored a church for seven and a half years. I patted him on the tummy. I said, Donnie. I said, I know you're on the level because the bubble's in the middle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, there's more, but I better quit. Hallelujah. And so anyway, I love sports. I love music and all that stuff, and it was back in the 60s. And in 1966, uh, we were supposed to be practicing for some matches coming up in the wrestling department. And I thought I was in good enough shape, weighed 165 pounds, threw hay bales, milk cans, all kinds of stuff, and I was in good shape. And uh, matter of fact, Harley and I went to school, high school together. Yep. I still remember seeing that cute little creature. He come up from Eau Claire North, and I saw him, and I thought, well, he looks like he needs a friend, so I'll befriend him. <laughs> I didn't take him home with me, but I'd just become his friend, that's all. Anyway, and we've been friends all this time, and he's a wonderful, dear, precious brother, and his wife is just as precious. Hallelujah. Amen. But anyway, so... I skipped practice and wrestling. I went hunting with my dad, who was 46 years old when I was born. I just bought a brand new 22 Remington rifle. And uh, I was looking. Uh, see, I, I, I was not too holy. I hunted in season and out of season. I'd already shot two deer illegally. And so I thought, well, since I got my deer, I might as well go back to hunting squirrels and partridge. And so I'd bought a brand new 22 Remington. I was standing there, and, and my dad, we went, he was six in his 60s. He said, oh, let's go home. I said, oh, Dad, and I was the baby of the family. We got any babies here? I want my sack. Don't put their donuts in mine. I want mine. Come on. I can always tell when I get around the baby of the family. Hallelujah. You'll get it sooner or later. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And I can always tell the oldest in the family, too, because they're more disciplined than everything else. And the parents really should apologize to their firstborn for practicing on them. At <laughs> all. But anyway, I was standing there like this, and I said, Dad, let's just go up to this one part up here and see if we can find anything before we go. And uh, I was standing there, and he was coming up through the ravine. And I was standing there, and I was looking to see if I see a, a 
pheasant, partridge, something, squirrel. Next thing I know, I heard that 12-gauge shotgun go off. And the same time I heard that go off, the lights went out. And the same time all that happened, I smelled gunpowder. And the same time that happened, it felt like my nose was blown right off my face. And I took this hand and I reached up to see if my nose was still there. And my dad hollered up and said, Jim, did I hit you? I said, yeah, dad, I can't see. And so my dad come up out of that ravine and he said, I should do away with myself. I had to talk my dad out of killing himself. I said, no, dad, it's just an accident. Get me to the hospital. I had to tell my dad what to do. Because he was just a wreck. And let me tell you what, the glory of children, Pastor CJ, are their fathers. I've worked with some of the guys that used to ride with the Hells Angels. Some of the meanest dudes. I told Tuffy, I said, I can't believe how mean you were. Tuffy met Jesus, totally changed his life, spent 12 and a half years in a federal pen. One of my other friends, time in San Quentin, beat his father unconscious when he come to visit him, knocked four of his teeth loose. I work with guys in the prison. I go to prisons and jails and teen challenge and all the rest. But you know what? Underneath, broken heart. I've seen all kinds of things in life. I used to play up by Hurley. The strippers used to come out to the club where I played and we we're all friends. A lot of them girls were molested. And it breaks my heart to think how wicked, how sad the shape. Rosebud Reservation. I preach on many reservations. And my heart goes out to the Indian people because I love them. And right now this mama was crying because the sex traffickers have come taking their little girls. She found one of her daughters up in the tree, naked, dead. We got to pray for our country. So th through it all, I wound up in four hospitals, wound up in St. Mary's Intensive Care Unit. I got an artificial right eye. I tell people I keep an eye out for them. Hello? <laughs> Hallelujah. But... Uh, See, it was either kill yourself or I'm just going to get a trucking. That's where you, that's where you got, you, them are the two options. People say, well, is it better? You know, if you never had your sight or, you, or this, why sure. Do you miss your third arm? <laughs> I don't think so. And then, then you got, you know, I was friends with the Lundstroms and, and pastors talking about Burnsville. And I thought, yeah, see, the, the Lord's got his uh, fruits, nuts, and flakes, his cereal. This one guy comes up, would you like the Lord to heal you? Would you like to see? No, I don't think so today. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told my wife. When, when we passed the church, I said, I've never seen so many nuts in all my life, even in the nightclub. <laughs> See, I may be a nut, but I'm screwed to the right bolt. <laughs> we got to get to the word or we're going to have a problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, I love having fun. People are fun. 
Hallelujah. Whether I'm preaching to Alabama or I'm, I'm down with the Arkies and, or out in California or wherever I'm going to be on the West Coast again, they're just interesting. Fantastic. Every race is special. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go over to St. John chapter 7, verse 37. Pastor C.J., would you grace us and ask the Lord to bless the word to our hearts, please? Amen. I'll tell you what, working, working in the prisons with the guys and Teen Challenge and all the rest, and uh, I hear, you know, how fathers treated their kids and all that stuff, and hallelujah. Ronnie DePriest had a 12th degree in black belt, uh, in, in karate, had a black belt. His father come out of prison, he thought he was going to love him, and said he beat him, beat him so bad. And he wound up growing up without a father's love. His father would tie him to the four-by-four and beat him, learn to take a punch. And Ronnie wound up with the Hells Angels, joined uh, the group and wound up shooting people and all that, wound up in San Quentin and everything. Through it all, he got saved. He got saved. Hallelujah. Amen. And... And on a TV program, Ronnie was saying, Dad, if you're out there, I love you. And these guys, I worked with this black brother. They sent him to me. He said, teach him the word. He crawled on his hands and knees into Pacific Garden Mission, bound by heroin. But Jesus set him free. And Dennis, today, I'd get together and I'd give him the truth. He said, oh, man, that's cold-blooded. That's what they say when you really get to them. Hallelujah. Anyway, he's preaching to the street people. He's got a job now. He's got his own car now. He has his own apartment now. Grew up in the projects in Chicago. God gets his best trophies out of the junk pile. That's where he found me. I don't care if you play in the swankiest nightclub. It's still a hellhole. Okay. St. John chapter 7, verse 37. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm, I'm just not up here to preach another sermon or whatever. God put this on my heart. And if you folks will do this, God's going to cause this church to explode. You say, Brother Gail, I've read all this. Well, good. So have I. Lots of times. It said at that day, the last... The great day of the feast, Jesus stood up, and here's what he said. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, but this spake even the spirit, that, that, that they which believe on him might receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, and that Jesus was not yet glorified. Hallelujah. If you title a sermon... Drinking in and flowing out. Hallelujah. Here we go. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He said, if any man thirst. <laughs> Woo. Glory. Are you thirsty for God? Amen. See, there was a time in my life I wasn't. I was thirsty for sin. 
But the Bible said the pleasures of sin are for a season. One day it's going to run out. One day the bright lights in the nightclub and all the hoopla is going to go dim. And I don't care how much people clap their hands and tell you all this accolades and every other kind of thing. It don't satisfy the soul. The Bible said he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth it with good things. There's somebody here today, I feel him, hallelujah. His name is Jesus, hallelujah. And when you get in touch with him, he will satisfy your soul, hallelujah. Come on, Jeff. He'll make you shout. He'll make you dance. He'll make you praise him. He'll make you leap for joy, glory. Hallelujah. So when the Lord drew me and I repented my sins, got all the viruses out that made me not want to eat the word or anything else or drink anything, when I got all the sin out, he put a hunger in me. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed means well off. Machiris means well off, fortunate, supremely blessed. You're fortunate you're not in hell today. You're supremely blessed. You're well off. I don't care if you only got five bucks in your pocket or you don't have hardly a dime. If you got Jesus, you got everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now put this down. You don't need to go there, but put this down. 12.3 of Isaiah. Therefore, with joy shall you draw waters out of the wells, plural of salvation. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? Hallelujah. Well, on this great day of the feast, they would take a pitcher and draw the waters out of the pool of Siloam, and then they would come and pour it out, and they'd quote Isaiah 12, 3. Hallelujah. Now, here's what blesses me. Hallelujah. With joy shall you draw. Now, my little aunt, bless her soul, was north up of Park Falls, and they had a logging business. And my aunt, she had the old well out there with the pump, and then they had a cup with water in it. Hello? And maybe you're from the city, and you don't know what that's all about. But the pump, hallelujah, has got leathers in it. And you can pump all day long, and if them leathers are not wet, it ain't going to suck that water up. But you know what? There's a cup of water to make them wet. Come on, and hopefully I can preach the word of God and wet your leathers so you can begin to draw from God's will. Woo! And let me tell you what, let him that is merry sing psalms. You know what God expects out of a, a song leader? To be happy when he comes. You ain't going to make anybody happy if you're not happy. God wants you, hallelujah, to Pray and seek him. I'm going to tell you the truth. I've preached in all kinds of churches here in the states, over half the states. And when I get to a church, I call it the river is flowing. What's that mean? Before I come, hallelujah, when I get there, hallelujah, I walk in and guess what I hear? People on their knees praying in the Holy Ghost. Praise him. And when you preach, Brother CJ, you don't have to try to prime it, pump it, praise it down. 
Hallelujah. Amen. That anointing is there. Glory to God. Because the church has already prayed. Amen. And the spirit that does the work is in the midst. Hallelujah. Amen. And God is going to move. And if you'll get down on your knees before you come to this church service and pray and get filled with joy, you'll get your own leathers wet. So the pastor don't have to prime you and pump you and all the rest. And with joy shall you draw. Oh, there'll be a thirst. You say, I got to bring it up. I'm thirsty. I want to drink. Hallelujah. Out of the wells of salvation, you need to write it down. Hebrew word is Yeshua. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Jesus said, go find the man with the water pot and follow him. I found the man with the water pot July 14th, hallelujah, 1972. And Jesus poured water out of the pot into me. Woo! Filled me with the sweet Holy Ghost, the glossolalia, speaking in tongues. Glossus tongue and lalia means to speak. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. Oh, here we go. If any man thirsts, let him drink. <laughs> now, I wound up playing in some swanky clubs where the boss said, nobody on stage drinks. So you, and, and we had white dinner jackets, cummerbunds, a whole shot. Hallelujah. So you had to be sophisticated. So I used to play for sophisticated savages. When I was one myself. And some people were too so two-faced, sometimes I seen three. <laughs> but I made my living. Okay, now look at this. But when I was younger, and I still remember, my little four-foot-nine mama, bless her soul. I remember when I come home drunk one time, first time, my mama said, Jimmy Kale, I never thought it of you. I said, Mom, Dave Schick put something in my pop. Oh, that dirty Dave Schick. Dave Schick wasn't even around. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You heard of the scapegoat, right? Hallelujah. Amen. But let me tell you what. When I played in the clubs when I was younger, when I went out to party, I didn't go there to be a social drinker. What did you come to this church for? Just going to be a social drinker? Take, take a little bit, a little drink, walk out and say, oh, yes, made a good service. And then you love the things of the world more than going to church, but you force yourself when you come next Sunday. No. God wants you. To thirst. What's that mean? The Greek means this. When I was in the hay mile, hallelujah, stacking hay bales in the hot summer, I was so thirsty I even went down into the milking parlor, hallelujah, and drank water out of the water cooler. I was thirsty. And then I'd go and I'd get, we had a well out there, and I'd get water out of that well. I was thirsty. Now, I'll tell you what, when I went 
out to drink. I drank to get drunk. Hello. Praise him. I wanted to feel it. Does anybody want to feel the sweet Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Do you want to feel rivers instead of a little trinkle? Then God said you're going to have to learn to drink when you come to church. Hallelujah. Bible said, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, For by one spirit have ye all been baptized into one body and been made to drink of one spirit. God wants you to be a drinker. Amen. And you know what? When you got enough of the fire water in you, you said, set them up, boys. Could it be if you get filled enough with the Holy Ghost, you'll stop being stingy? Could it be that the Spirit of God would kill the greed in your heart? Ooh. Come on. And let me tell you what. When people, hallelujah, when, when they got dr drinking enough, you know what they did? That shy person no longer was shy. That person no, that, no long, that didn't sing began to sing. I had a guy in my church... We, we built a new church, pastor one for 17 and a half years down in Kadot, Wisconsin. And this guy went to play football for Notre Dame. Bobby, I mean, he was a big bruiser. And Bobby, I married him to his wife. Hallelujah. And Bobby didn't have the Holy Ghost, but his wife did. And we'd pray, Pastor CJ, every church service. And Bobby worked for uh, Jim Falls Creamery. And he is so tired that one morning, he said, Brother, I suppose we better pray. I said, Okay, Bobby. <laughs> Come on. The Bible said, Be not slothful. Hallelujah. But followers, mimitates, mimics of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. That means if I didn't get it today, I'm going after it tomorrow. Hallelujah. Because he was thirsty. I prayed for Bobby that morning. Hallelujah. And Jesus baptized him with the Holy Ghost, was speaking in other tongues. And the next thing I know, quiet, shy Bobby, who was a muscular-bound dude, grabbed me and picked me up. Like, he put his arms around me, picked me up like a teddy bear and carried me and danced all over the church with me in his arms. And he was shouting, "Woo! Come on, come on! You know what? When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, it'll set your feet to dancing." Cedar Rapids Assembly God Church, boy, I talk, talk about stuffed shirts down there. Hallelujah! But one day the Holy Ghost really got poured out. Hallelujah! And this, and they were dancing and praising Him. Hallelujah! And the pastor stopped the service and had this one lady that was dancing said, come on up here. And he said, six months ago, you, you see this woman? He said, I'd have sat her down. But not no more. You know why the churches are dead? You know what made the assembly of God great? The Holy Ghost. That's what made the assembly of God great and the church of God in four square. Hallelujah. Amen. But Michael criticized David when he danced with all of his might. 
And the Bible said she was barren from that day on. And let me tell you what 31% they say of the people in the Assembly of God Church speaking tongues has a Holy Ghost. What a shame! I used to work with Brother Philbeck down in Chippewa Falls when I was a teenager, when God first started dealing with me. Hallelujah. Amen. And Brother Philbeck, he'd weep, cry. He'd run up and down the aisle shouting. A little different than our Methodist pastor. Let me tell you what. God said, if you're thirsty, he said, come unto me and drink. You, when you come to church, get your focus on Jesus. How do you drink? You begin to worship him and drink in his spirit. You drink in his joy, his love, his peace. Hallelujah, his presence, hallelujah. And it fills you up. Okay, got to hurry. John, I'm going to give you what I, the Baptist church in in the big Baptist church in Bloomer, Wisconsin, had me come up there not very long ago to teach on the book of Acts. Well, praise him. Hallelujah. The women had me come. Hallelujah. Amen. So here's what I give them, 414 of John. Jesus said, but whoso drinketh the water that I shall give him, shall not thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a what? Well springing up into everlasting life, right? Okay. He said, if you drink of this water, you'll not thirst again. The drinking, if you want to make a note, it's called salvation. When I took the water of life freely, when I drank of Jesus, I received the Son, and I had life. I, I got saved. I drank in the plan of salvation. I drank it in through the Word of God. You can drink from the Word because the Word's like the Spirit, and you can study Psalms 78, 15, and 16, and God said, I caused streams and to come out of the rock. Hallelujah. And it ran down like waters, like rivers. There's rivers, there's water in the word. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters. Jesus is the word and he's full of water. The water of the word. We're washed by the water of the word. There's the water of the spirit. You can drink in listening to people's testimonies. You can drink in listening to a gospel song. You can drink in and it's for your satisfaction. Hallelujah. But he said, if you'd keep drinking, it'd be a well. Out of the wells of salvation shall you draw. Come on. Praise him. And it says here, springing up into everlasting life. I said to the Baptist women, and I said to an evangelical preacher and a Baptist preacher and all a men's group, I said, to all of them, because I had meetings with both of them. I said, who in this place has had this experience where the Spirit of God was springing up in you? How about you today? Have you? This word, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, is used in Acts chapter 3 when the, when the crippled man 
was healed, it said he was walking and leaping and praising God. It's the Greek word that means leaping. Have you felt the Holy Ghost leaping on the inside? Woo! Come on. Amen. I mean, all of a sudden, bless God, you don't care who's here. You're going to cut a rug. You're going to shout. You're going to dance. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't care if you got makeup on. Amen. If it runs down, hallelujah. Or if you lost your pretty hairdo, you're in love with Jesus and you shout and praise him. And the more you praise him, the more the glory of God comes down and the greater it gets. And as long as you're taking a note, you might as well put this one down. Acts 2 said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, what's that mean? They had Pentecost every year. The Feast of Pentecost, but when the fulfillment come, the real Pentecost, God poured his spirit out. It fully come. <laughs> Woo! And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they're in one accord, one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. You go to a lot of Pentecostal churches, there ain't no sound anymore. Ain't no sound. Dead. Who wants to go to a funeral? I got a funeral next week for somebody. Hallelujah. Amen? I tell people I run a special, 25 bucks, bury or marry, take your pick. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Next to rushing, it's the same Greek word as springing up. Same Greek word as leaping. Have you ever felt the wind? Woo! Come upon you and start blowing through you. Woo! You felt that rushing mighty wind blowing through your glory to God and you wanted to shout. He said, thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whether it comes. Shows everyone that's born of the Spirit. Are you letting the Spirit of God blow you where he wants you to go? Oh, let me tell you what. When the Holy Ghost gets moving and you're a song leader, you'll feel it start rushing in your spirit. And you know you're on the right track. Keep singing. Hallelujah. CJ knows when he hits pay dirt because he feels the Holy Ghost rushing in him. Preach it, son. Preach it. I remember I had church service and the worship was not going good one Sunday. And the Lord said to me, preach the word. I got up and I preached the word and the Holy Ghost began that wind to blow through me like a rushing mighty wind. And the Lord filled four people that morning with the Holy Ghost. Woo, glory. Now, hallelujah. And Jesus said, if any man thirsts him, come unto me and drink. Jesus has got all what you're going to need to start drinking of him. And out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Ain't that right? Next to the flow, put my ministry to people. The drinking in is for you. The flowing out is for others. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Let me tell you what. Somebody might need healing that's sitting right next to you. And if you'll yield to the Spirit of God and worship God and drink it in, all of a sudden you'll be a vessel God will begin to flow out of, and he can flow out healing waters to that person sitting right next to you. Somebody might be defeated and depressed in that, but if you'll be a vessel, woo, he can flow through, that anointing will flow out of you and get on them and set them free. Praise him. Go with me to the Song of Solomon. Chapter 4, verse 12. Yep. Hallelujah. Almost got the plane off the ground. <laughs> See, but when you come, when you come to this church, come to get drunk. Hello? None of this social drinking. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. You need a kick between your pockets to get you adjusted. Hello? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, look at this. Uh, verse 12. I want you to quick see this. A garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse. Right? So you study when you go home today, and you'll find that God wants to make your heart like a garden. And he plants in you fruit trees but they all start with a seed. Praise him. Hallelujah. And he said, a garden enclosed. Um, did anybody hear we need a wall in our country? When you pray in the Holy Ghost, he builds a wall of protection around your heart. Amen. Study the fifth chapter of Isaiah. God built a wall. Praise him. Hallelujah. A garden encloses my sister, my spouse. You know why she was a sister? First you get saved. You become a blood relative. And then you grow up from being a baby. The old saying we had is I don't mind giving them, giving them Christians the bottle, but I hate pulling the whiskers back to get it in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. So, so, glory. I'll tell you, I messed my own brain. I get off the track, lose the train and the track. Hallelujah. And the thought and all the rest. But glory to God. He, he wants to give you his spirit and he wants you to drink. What verse was I on? Oh, thank you. Get a little help from my brothers. Okay, Song of Solomon 14, 12. I, and, and he said, a garden encloses my sister, my spouse, a fountain, uh, shut up a spring sealed or a spring sealed and the fountain shut up then look at verse 15 here's your ministry he said after you get all these goodies in you from drinking it in when you come to pastor cj's bible study when he has it and women study and all that drink it in take notes put it in your word line up online Precept on precept, here little, there little. Take this word of God, let it become, let become bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Become one with the word. Drink in, learn songs that bless you. Don't, don't learn a song that don't bless you. But if a song moves you and tears come down your face, God wants you to learn that song so you can bless somebody else with it. Come on. 
Amen. Hallelujah. And when you're studying and a scripture means something, memorize it. That's what I've done. Hallelujah. I've got a talking computer. Amen. I got a talking wife. I got a talking phone. I haven't got one of them glass ones you tap on. Man, it's wild. Hallelujah. But anyway, look at this. A fountain of gardens. That's what he calls his bride. Are you flowing out to many gardens? Come on. God's got baby Christians, all sides of Christians, and he's made their heart like a garden, and God wants you to do what Paul did. He said, I plant a Greek means to instill doctrine. Apollos watered. Bless God. But God gave the increase. God's got a job for everybody in this place, and he wants you to drink in of his spirit and his word. So you can flow out to the bunch of gardens God puts across your pathway. Sometimes it's a pretty big garden. It takes you a while to fill them up. Praise him. A fountain of gardens. Hallelujah. A fountain, that to me, it's beautiful. Hallelujah. A well, well of waters. Fountain, 1427, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. You got fountain water? Do you know scriptures in the word of God that can bring reverence on people when you share it with them? Respect for their husbands. Respect for their families. Come on. Respect for God. God's got fountain waters. There are scriptures that, are, that have water in them. And when you share it, it causes people to get a new reverence for God. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Hallelujah. It said, hallelujah, fountain of gardens, wells of water. What's the well? The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Well is deep water. The spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Have you let the Holy Ghost pray through you till tears come down your face? And all of a sudden he brought out of the depths deep truths you never knew. And your Bible began to open. He gave it so you could drink it in and be satisfied, and then you could flow with it and let it flow out of you to others. Praise him. People said, I wish I knew what my ministry is. Drink it in, flow it out. Did God bless you? Drink it in, you drank it in, he healed you, maybe he touched you. Then flow with it out. Go share your testimony. Whatever he gives you to drink, drink it in, and then let it flow out of you. Share it with somebody. And streams. Hallelujah. And streams. What's that have to do with? Glory to God. Let righteousness come down like a mighty stream. We just preached on righteousness. God wants you to give the word of God out like streams and it just flows and brings righteousness to people right thinkings right feelings right doings praise him time's gone dinner bell I hear it I don't care anything about dinner too right now anyway because I he that hath a merry heart has a continued feast I'm fired on him hallelujah I want every head bowed, every eye closed. 
Marlon, come on up here. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what. God wants you to drink it in today. But first you got to start drinking in the water of life. The spirit and the bride say, come, let him that is the thirst come and let him that heareth come and take the water of life freely. Salvation is free. God says, would you come to me? I'm the fountain of living water. I'll make you alive. Is there somebody here today that's never turned your life all over to Jesus? He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be blessed. More than that, heaven is real and so is hell. Is there anybody here today, say, Brother Gail, would you please pray for me? Slip your hand up high. Maybe you went away from God. Maybe you're, you just need to get closer. Maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus, but you want to do it today. Is there anybody here? Put your hand up. We'll pray for you. Amen. Thank you for them hands. You say, how do you know if he raises his hand? Marley taps me on the back. Come on. Anybody else? I tell the guys in the prison, get rid of your pride, man. If you know you need help, put your hand up to Jesus. Thank you for them hands. Thank you for that hand. Glory to God, he's real. Thank you for them hands. Come on, I care about you. Thank you for them hands. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Come on, I'm like CJ. I love this brother. Because I got a burden for the lost. And I've got a burden for the United States of America. And I got a burden for my grandkids because I don't want to leave them with a country that's in a terrible fix. And I think my land alive, my uncles and my dad's was in World War II. What am I doing? Let me tell you what, I'm a soldier in the army, the army of the Lord. And I'm working on seeing revival come to the United States. One by one, they overcome and laid their crosses down at Jesus' feet, their joy complete. Praise God, I'm heaven bound. Is there somebody else today, say, Brother Gail, something's been messing in my life and I've really not been happy. I really don't know what the future holds. Let me tell you who holds the future. His name is Jesus. Is there another hand here today saying, pray for me, Pastor Gail. I need to get in with both feet with Jesus. Slip it up high. I feel, feel there's a couple more here. And you know what? When you raise your hand to Jesus, thank you for that hand. He's going to take you up on a thank you for that hand. Hallelujah. Bible said, whatsoever spirit you yield to, his servant you are. The devil sitting on your shoulder telling you, no, you don't want to do that. Let me tell you what, he'll tell you that till you die and wake up in hell. It's serious business. Thank you for them hands. We got a bunch here today. One last time I'm going to ask them, we're going to pray. Anybody else, don't miss it. If you feel something tugging on your heart today, forget about who, th who thinks this or that. Thank you for them hands. Jesus is moving in this place, and I feel the love of God. And I want to tell you something so you get her, get her straight and real straight. 
Pastor CJ is the right man for this place. God put him here and his wife, and he's got a burden. I felt it yesterday on his heart. He wants to see people get saved. Hallelujah. Eternity is forever. It's forever. Are you taking your kids to heaven or hell by your example? Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy or labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Will you yoke up with Jesus today? You say, how do you do it? Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be so and so saved, delivered, set free. Now let me tell you what, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Because when I was in a nightclub, I was so ignorant, I didn't know John 3.16. I didn't know how to pray that much. And neither did the disciples. They said, Master, teach us how to pray. Well, I'm going to lead you into prayer. And if you'll repeat it and look up to Jesus while you're saying it and mean it, he'll take you in. He'll make you his child. He'll watch you with his, his blood and make you whiter than snow. Let's pray right now. And if you... Wish you would have raised your hand. You still can pray now. Let's all pray. Let's everybody pray. It's good for everybody. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me with your blood. I believe you died on that cross. I believe you rose from the grave. Come into my heart. Save my soul. Be the boss of my life from today on. I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you prayed that, thank Jesus right where you are. Thank him for dying for you. Thank him for hearing your prayer. Thank him for blessing you. say one last thing so many people have such a they, they wonder about the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues 2-4 said and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance the Greek word utterance means to enunciate you do not pronounce the words you say well what word am I supposed to say don't worry about saying anything. You don't enunciate it. The Holy Ghost does. You just by faith start start talking to Jesus, and the Holy Ghost will grab your tongue and enunciate the right words right through your mouth. And then all of a sudden you have joy to draw more water out of the well. Hallelujah. If you got something this morning, praise it. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hey, you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and all you guys are going to celebrate, and you're going to watch your team, but you know what? We just had Super Bowl Sunday. Amen. We just had, I don't know how many people raise their hand. I can't see from front to back, but I know one thing. I heard him. 
How many hands do you think were raised? Eight and nine are hands. Eight and nine hands. Isn't that, isn't that awesome this morning? We had three more this morning service. That's what, 11 or more people coming to the Lord. Isn't that exciting? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Uh, those 11 people, you just scored a touchdown. So uh, celebrate. Will you stand with us today? And what we always do. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. To learn more about us or see all our upcoming events, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram by using at Adventure Church Siren or check out our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com.